Good morning, church. I'm your pastor, the Reverend Dr. Eric Rice, pastor of the Trinity of Whitmire Amy Zion Church, located at 6198 Dogwaller Road in Whitmire, South Carolina. It is a privilege this morning for me just to be able to come to you uh, on this podcast. Uh, we were doing drive-up worship at the church, and all of a sudden, my entire family caught the COVID-19 virus. We won't apologize for that, but we do thank you for blessing us with your prayers, your phone calls, and your concerns. Thank you for keeping on, keeping on in our downtime. I pray uh, that the Lord will continue to bless you and keep you. I want to remind you to be safe out there. Uh, the COVID-19 virus is real. I can now testify to that fact. Wear your mask, wash your hands, and practice social distancing. And please, by all means, stay away from the crowd. But I thank you for everything that you have done. I am so grateful for God for what he has done in our lives. Yes, there was a time when I felt that I wasn't going to make it. Might as well tell the truth and shame the devil. But the Lord brought us through one more time and we are going to continue to live, to glorify him and to give his name the praise. I want to say to you again, thank you for your patience. Uh, thank you for your concerns. Uh, let us go to the sanctuary. We're going to uh, presume or resume our drive-up worship at some point, uh, but we just need a little time to make sure uh, that our body is ready for that type of worship. So I'll be coming to you on the podcast as I have done before. Pray that you understand that God is still good and that he has all power. In his hand, we're going to play you a song for your hearing. Pray that you enjoy it. Uh, it makes sense to me. It's entitled, The Lord is Blessing Me. Amen.
Amen. The Lord is blessing me right now. Amen. I'm not going to be before you long this morning. Amen. I want you to go with us to the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse number 12. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse number 12. The Bible says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secrets of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Amen. Let us pray. Most gracious God, we're grateful today for this opportunity just to be able to call upon your name one more time. We give you honor, we give you praise, and we give you glory. Thank you for this word, O oh God. Lord, not, don't just let it be a good word, but Lord, please allow it to do some good. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer. We want to use briefly for a subject this morning. Uh, we want to talk about the testimony of a survivor. The testimony of a survivor. This is a text that we have been uh, preaching on or talking about for the last three or four weeks, if you remember. Um, and at the time of the, this text, when Paul wrote this letter, we know that Paul was in a bad situation, being that he was uh, locked up in jail. The theme of this letter falls under... Uh, <clears throat> A context, and that is that the context of joy. Paul wrote this letter to a church called Philippi, one in which God called him to plant uh, in the earlier days in the book of Acts chapter 16. Paul wrote back to this church because uh, they were experiencing persecution. Uh, actually, they were experiencing the same persecution uh, that Paul experienced when he was there. And it's, isn't it ironic that the letter Paul wrote was not about how to be free from the persecution, but in this letter Paul uh, that he wrote, it was about how to keep your joy in the midst of the persecution, how to remain joyful in the midst of turmoil. I want to say to you that uh, I know that there are others, but I can say for myself that I've been tested as well. I I've been tested on whether to keep my joy in the midst of sickness. I've been tested whether to keep my joy in the midst of not knowing if things were going to get better or not. I've been tested on how or whether to keep my joy, even though I was in a position where I could not see the light. 
So in this text, Paul wrote this letter to appreciate them first and to acknowledge uh, what they had done for him and their generosity. Uh, but in the fourth chapter of the book of Philippians, uh, it's a very we see a very personal resolve from which we can learn how to maintain in spite of our situation. Paul says in verse number 11 that I have learned that whatsoever state I am in, how to be content. Listen, when you and I acknowledge contentment, we must realize that it is a preferred response to an unpreferred reality. Uh, uh, we, we, respond, we, we respond uh, in a particular way. Amen. But the reality is uh, that we sometimes choose to respond uh, in our own way. Uh, because in verse number 10 and 11, he says, I'm speaking not with respect for want, but uh, I am speaking out of content. So, so, so what did Paul learn? Paul says that contentment has a curriculum. Listen to me. Look, look at it. Paul says, I have learned a man. In other words, Paul has been what we call educated on his circumstances. Amen. And, and, and I want to say to you that we learn from our ups and from our downs. Paul says that contentment is a learned behavior. See, everybody is not content. Amen. You've got to learn how to be content. You wasn't born with contentment. Amen. You had to learn it. You, you, you acquire it through your experiences. Amen. I'm talking today about, amen, the testimony of a survivor. Paul is saying to the church, I am grateful for everything, but at the same time, I'm glad without it. Let that sink in for a minute. God said, Paul says that I, amen, am glad that you have prayed for me. Paul said, I am glad that you have given to me. Paul says, I am glad that you have thought about me, but because of my contentment, had you not done those things, Paul says, I was already glad. So listen, you can only experience contentment when God chooses a uh, to, to withhold your deliverance. That's the only time you can be content. And, and, and when God withholds your deliverance when and causes you to be in need and still be fulfilled when your needs and desires have not been met. When you can be content when you don't have what you need. When you can be content when you don't have those things that you desire. When you can be content although you are still going through. Not until then will you have the testimony of a survivor. See, sometimes you got to learn how to live without church. See, you can have contentment if you can't have contentment if you always get what you want. I got to remind you today that uh, as I struggled on the last two or three weeks of my life trying to do something as simple as breathing, amen, I realized that God had to deliver me because it was something that I was not achieving for myself, amen, see, 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 
in order to be content, you got to be willing to accept what the Lord has done. Amen. Sometimes we don't get things to come when we need them. Amen. Sometimes we don't always get things to show up on time. But sometimes we have to tarry in our ups and in our downs. Amen. See, if you let it uh, get everything when you want it, amen, and how you want it, amen, you will not be content in your life. I've learned over the past few weeks how to trust God. I thought I knew how. I, I thought I knew what I was doing, but when I really had to, to, to trust him, I had to be content in the state that I was in. Church, when you got to wait on God. And wait some more on God. Amen. When you've got to live without knowing how long. That's contentment. That's why God don't want us to be a people who praise off of our possessions. God don't want us to be a people who praise off of the things that we have. God don't want you praising just because you got good health. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but uh, he wants us to praise even when we don't think we're going to make it. Amen. God don't want us to worship only when we receive something. He wants us to worship when we don't have. See, when you got to keep getting stuff in order to be happy, you are not content. See, there are some of us that realize that if God don't do anything else for you, that he's already done enough. We are content, amen, when we are happy, even when we don't have anything. We ought to say, God, my blessings haven't come yet, but I'm good, Lord, because I know that you will deliver after a while. Paul says, in it, this, this is what I've learned. He said, I know how to be abound and I know how to be uh, up. Paul says, we, we've got to learn how to live life with balance. Paul says, I've been down, amen, level to the ground. Paul says, I've been up with surplus. I've had time when I had all I needed, amen. Listen, Christianity can't be lived one-sided. Christianity will allow you to be down, grounded, deflated, lifeless, useless. And and and, and, and then uh, uh, it'll allow you to be up. It'll allow you to, to be bigger than life and it will allow you to be on top. Listen, life is 10% of what happens and 90% of how we deal with it. May I suggest to you, church, that Paul is saying, I know how to be in the negative without being angry. And I know how to be in the positive without being arrogant. Paul says, I know how to have a bad day without making God look bad. Oh, good God Almighty. Uh, but, 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 but I can also have a good day without getting of or forgetting that God is the source of all of my good days. Amen. Don't ever forget, church, that it was God. Amen. See, when you can't, God can. I can testify to the fact because I had to call on him in the wee hours of the night. See, when you find the secret to inner peace, you will know that you must live life sensitive to the power of God, but be subject to the will of God. Lord, have mercy. 
You, you've got to understand that just because I am a Christian, I am not immune to the challenges of life. But because I am a Christian, I don't allow the challenges of life to change my love for God and my attitude towards God's people. Life is what it is, church. And when you almost lose it, you appreciate it a little bit more. I pray that God teach us how to live life in uh, what we call the middle, where we can glorify God for what he have and have given us and magnify him when we don't have anything. Even when I was down, my spirit was up. Even when I was down, my, uh, my heart was spiritual. My body kept saying I can't, but my soul said to my body, speak for yourself. And when they got on one accord, my soul and my body, I could see uh, everything coming together. <clears throat> and God began to work everything out. Church, I'm talking about, amen, the testimony of a survivor. See, God will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on him. Paul says, I received instructions. Some ministries uh, were revealed to me. According to the situations that I was in, Paul says, if I had not been, if it had not been for the situation, there would be no revelation. See, some things only come church through certain issues. Remember Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they would not <coughs> worship the idol God. But it was, when it was all over, amen, the king that wanted them to worship his God started worshiping their God. The Bible said that the king said, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because no other God could do what their God has done. Sometimes, church, it takes a fire. In Matthew chapter 4, the disciples were in a storm. Peter saw Jesus walking on the water and said, Lord, can I come to you? And Peter walked on water. Sometimes, church, it takes water because the wind began to rise and Peter began to be bothered. <clears throat> he began to doubt. Amen. Remember when Jesus takes his last breath on the cross, the Roman soldier said, surely this must be the son of God. Sometime church, it takes wood. The soldier saw how Jesus handled the cross and realized that he had to be the son of God. Listen church. For me it was not a fire. For me it was not the water. It was not the wood for me. But for me it was laying on my back. And could not breathe. Sometimes it's the air. Sometimes it's jail. Sometimes it's trouble. Sometimes church it's dirt. Sometimes it's our sickness. Sometimes it's our ups. And sometimes it's our down. Sometimes our situation will cause us to realize just how important God is to our life. I pray that someday you have a testimony as a survivor when you can tell somebody what you've been through, when you can tell somebody what you've gone through, when you can pick up your Bible and go your own way and say, God, I thank you for how you have brought me over. Church, for some, it take one thing. And for some, 
it takes another. Listen, God will make sure that your situation will bring you a revelation. After a while, church, amen, you talked about how strong you was. And you talked about how good life was. And life will come at you and say, let's see how strong you are. Listen, I feel like Paul this morning and I'm done. I've learned how to be content in my life because I have a testimony on how to survive. No, I didn't do it by myself. Amen. I didn't do it by myself. I needed God to bring me through. I was tested and God delivered. So I say to you today, you can be whatever you want to be as long as you're able to withstand the test. I didn't do it on my own. I had the help of the Lord. For Paul said in that 13th verse, I can do all this through him who gave me strength. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the strength. I may not be 100%, but thank you, Lord, for giving me what I have. Let us pray. Lord, we are grateful today for this opportunity. There may be somebody here today, Lord, whom has been a survivor. Somebody whom have a testimony that they want to share. Lord, I pray that you will keep them, guide them, and hold them together. Lord, I pray for this nation. I pray for the pandemic. I pray for the COVID-19 experience that people are facing. Many have died. And many of us didn't die. But we give you the praise, the glory, and the credit for what you have done. Bless this great Trinity Amy Zion Church. Bless us all, O oh God, with the blessing that we stand in need of. And Lord, we say thank you for how great you've been. Maybe somebody's on the line, Lord, who's not saved. Help them to know that if they confess in their mouth and believe in their heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead, the Bible declares that they shall be saved. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. Yet I know that it was good of you to share, Lord, in my trouble. Lord, I say thank you. For it's in the name of Jesus, who is the Christ, we do pray. Amen. We're going to play your song to end this. May God continue to keep you and bless you. Thank you for your prayers. Amen.
understand me But you see, I've come I've come too many Too many years I've laid awake at night And I've shed Shed too many tears The Lord has brought me over Over to
Amen. God bless you today. I've come too far to turn around now. To God be the glory.